0: This is The MS Show, the podcast for people with multiple sclerosis and their families who want information and inspiration. I'm Bron Webster. I've been living with MS for over 20 years. I'll be sharing with you tips, stories and ways to keep going with MS. Hi and welcome to today's episode. When we live with MS, it's not all about the negatives there are some gains too. So today I'm going to be talking about how our mindset can be influenced by the focus of our thoughts. How taking a positive stance can increase our positive mindset. How making time to deliberately and purposefully look for gains can start a positive response. Which, when you practice it repeatedly, can help positive thoughts overcome the negative ones. There are lots of reasons to listen. And there's a document related to this episode, which you can find in the show notes. And I'm going to encourage you to stop by and to get that document. And then you can take part after you've listened. If you're anything like me, it's all too easy to think about what we've lost in our MS lives. But when we stop and think about it, there can be gains too. I'm all for us being as positive and as optimistic as possible. Thinking about what we've lost, but most importantly, what we've gained in our MS lives can sound like a bit of a glib exercise. It can sound as though it's just a pointless thing to do because we've lost so much. But this is fundamental to our mindset and it's fundamental in two different ways. If our automatic mindset is glass half empty, so it's a pessimistic outlook, we are more likely to focus on the losses. Whereas if our glass is half full, it's optimistic, then we can see the gains much more easily. But stopping to really think about things, trying to actively find gains can help to increase our feelings of positivity by reducing the negative focus. Or if you're a glass half full person, that's going to increase the positive focus even further. So right from the outset, I want you to start and feel and believe that finding positives is possible. So here's a little note of caution just before we get into things. There's a school of thought out there that there are some benefits to the patient in remaining ill and disabled. And there are two different types of gain that you can experience here. For the purpose of the exercise, I think it's okay to count count these as gains in your life. But let me explain what they are. A primary gain, for example, that might be if you're feeling guilty because you can't perform a task. But if there's a medical condition that justifies you not being able to perform a task, then that guilt diminishes. This means before you've accepted your diagnosis, there's a reason that you're feeling super guilty. You need to accept that there's a medical reason why you're not doing the cooking and the cleaning and the gardening, whatever it might be. So you need to accept that medical reason. And once I accepted it, I felt a lot, lot better. And I identified these things as a genuine gain in my life, a genuine gain from my illness. Granted, it's a little bit of a loss for my husband because either he has to do it or we have to pay somebody else to do it, or it just doesn't happen. And that actually, when, that, when it doesn't happen, that can be really difficult. However, coming back to it, that is what a primary gain is. It's about not feeling guilty, but feeling better about the fact that you're not doing something because you're not able to, because you've got a condition or a disability. And then there's something else called secondary gain. And an example would be a person who's got an illness has got a doctor's note that gives them time off work. So that's allowed. Work, accept the doctor's note and you're getting some sick pay. Are there benefits there of remaining ill? Are there benefits of not going into work if you're still getting paid? These are the sorts of benefits that have been called secondary gains the secondary gains of illness, and they might just perpetuate disability and illness behavior. There are usually secondary gains of illness, such as escaping your family responsibilities. And I know I no longer do the cooking, or at least not if it involves chopping and peeling and lifting pans. But what I do get to do is sit on my backside and watch someone else cook. And if I'm honest, there are times when possibly I've got the strength or my fatigue levels are okay. And maybe I could do a little bit more than I do. But I sometimes like that I don't need to because the secondary gain is actually perpetuating my behaviour. Let's also think about all of the different secondary gain issues that are unique to medical and legal situations like seeking insurance payouts or claiming benefits, maybe qualifying for some local helping hands services. There are lots of reasons that we might perpetuate this behaviour. And of course, there are downsides too, because when we don't feel like going out with our friends, sometimes we can hide behind the illness as an excuse. And of course, we know sometimes we're genuinely not up to it, but this can affect us negatively because we're seen as flaky and unreliable and it's often simpler for your friends to just stop asking you. So we do need to take care, even though sometimes it's quite nice having a genuine excuse when we just can't be bothered. So how can we think about gains? when it feels as though so much is negative, so much has been lost. There's an exercise that you can do. If you go to the show notes and click on the link, you can get your copy of the prompt sheet for gains and losses in your life. And then it's worth spending a bit of time thinking about them. There's lots on this sheet, there's loads and loads of different ideas and aspects of our lives. But let's look at just a couple of them on this podcast. Let's start by looking at the concept of independence. And it's not just about your gut instinct and your gut reaction, because I think I know what you put for this one. I think I know you put that this is an out and out loss in your life, because it is a big worry for lots of people who live with MS. Loss of financial independence, loss of physical independence. But if we stop and think for a little bit longer, and then what if we were to embrace an element of dependence? What if we were surrounded by the right people in our lives and it meant we could work towards getting a real strong relationship with those people and telling them how much we appreciate them and also recognizing. That maybe the people in your life, they're not going to be able to support you like you need, and it might involve a loss of relationships, but in the long term, that might actually be a gain in the dependence state. So in this case, if we're thinking about independence, one thing we can say is that it has the potential to change. Some connected elements to independence may be lost. But some others might be gained. It's down to you to think about it. Think about it at the stage of your illness. Think about it in your personal environment and work out what proportion of it is lost and what proportion of it is gained. Now, I think for me, it feels fundamentally like a loss, but with opportunities for some gains and I do know from talking with other people in the community these changes are often positive over time. The next thing I want us to think about is strength. On first glance your instinct might be that we're talking about physical strength and if you live with a chronic health condition such as multiple sclerosis Well, yes, your physical strength may well have diminished. So you could say it is a loss, but we're doing an exercise and we're thinking about things in just a little bit more detail. What if we think about strength of character? Now, if you're newly diagnosed, you're probably still coming to terms with the strength that's required of you. But at some point in time, you're going to hit a point where you realise just how strong you have been. you recognise how much strength of character you might have gained. So that's when we think about the concept of strength and just taking it beyond the immediate physical strength. And when you take time to consider things and move beyond that initial reaction, you're going to find it's not all about loss. Yes, certainly you will have lost some things, but it's not all loss. I thought it could be useful to just share five things that I know I've gained from my MS diagnosis. Well, I say I've gained them. It's definitely gained since I accepted my diagnosis, which was eight years after being diagnosed. So the five things I thought I'd share. The first one, I've definitely slowed down physically, of course, but it's made me start to appreciate the little things instead of dashing to the office, dashing to the gym, getting home, throwing some food down, Manic. I've slowed down. I focus more on little things. I've got a different and more positive outlook on life because I've recognised just how bloody strong I've been and continue to be to cope with everything so I've got such a positive outlook now I've got new friends I've got new friends and a new MS community and there's lots of us so that is definitely something that I've gained they might not be physical relationships it might not be people that I am hanging out with in the gym or in the pub or celebrations and things like that but there's a new community. I've also got a much bigger appreciation now for other people's struggles because I used to be so inward looking and quite selfish but one thing that happens when you're diagnosed with a chronic illness is you become much more aware that everybody has got something going on That's making things difficult in their life. And do you know what the fifth thing is? I've got a blue parking badge. I've got a disabled badge. Okay, maybe it's a bittersweet gain, but do you know what? That makes one heck of a difference. And finally, slightly related to the losses and gains that I've been talking about, how about finding what you can do and letting go of what you can't? So I can exercise on a spin bike slowly and it's only come about recently but I can do this even though I can't jog anymore I can't walk in high heels so I had a high heel ceremony some were amazing and I'll keep them forever some were just embarrassing and they just needed to go but I've got some great trainers and flat boots now and just because I can sometimes I wear my running gear my old running gear and tell people I'm going for a run. I know it's a fib, but it keeps them guessing. So I hope you agree it's not all about losses. There are definitely, definitely some gains. So download the prompt sheet from the link in today's show notes and do something positive for your mindset today. And don't leave it there. Keep coming back to this exercise and see how your thoughts are changing it can be a really positive thing for you to do. Thanks so much for listening to today's MS Show. Please subscribe, rate and review this podcast. And if you'd like to get more involved with the MS Show, why not join our Facebook community? Just search Facebook for The MS Show. Come back soon for another dose of MS information and inspiration. You've been listening to the MS Show podcast.